Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Tuesday, July 18th. The global fixed income ETF market has just reached a significant milestone, with assets under management now above two trillion US dollars. What makes that achievement more remarkable is the exponential growth seen in the last four years, doubling the one trillion ORM, which took 17 years to achieve, following the world's first fund of its kind in 2002. BlackRock notes that this growth has occurred against a backdrop of some of the most challenging bond market conditions in decades, and the firm is predicting that the global bond ETF market could escalate further to warm of $6 trillion by 2030. The asset manager's iShares leads the global fixed income industry with $76 billion of inflows year-to-date, with over 40% of industry inflows. BlackRock believes that the next phase of growth will be achieved through a combination of four long-term trends involving 60-40 portfolios, seeking active returns, catalyzing bond markets and customizing portfolios. The strong rise in ETFs among retail investors is probably being driven by younger investors according to new research. Young people aged 18 to 34 are more than twice as likely than over 55s to hold ETFs in their portfolios, with 92% of the younger cohort doing so compared to just 43% of the older group. The findings are part of a recent survey from Invesco, which also reveals that 84% of younger ETF investors typically hold a significant investment in the asset class, more than a quarter of their portfolios, compared to just 30% of over 55s with this level of allocation. Across all age groups, the study found a lack of understanding is the main barrier to ETF investing, with 60% of private investors unable to accurately say what ETF stands for, and 62% not certain what ETFs do. Lack of knowledge was the main reason cited for not investing in ETFs by poll participants, followed by an inherent preference for active management and a perceived lack of suitable options. Canada's strong immigration-driven population growth is boosting consumption and housing costs, making inflation stickier, at least in the short term. While the Bank of Canada sees high levels of immigration as having an overall neutral effect on the economy, as newcomers add to both demand and supply, an analysis by BMO chief economist Doug Porter found there's a modest correlation between a higher rate of inflation and strong population growth. Bloomberg reports that the evidence suggests that the role of population growth is driving up demand for housing and consumption and may outweigh its contribution to reducing wage pressures. For Canada, the rapid growth buoys spending and jobs markets at the same time that the central bank's trying to cool the economy. It also worsens existing housing shortages, putting a floor under price declines and leading to a quick rebound in key housing markets. Canadian securities continue to be a strong draw for non-resident investors, according to new data from Statistics Canada. May saw these investors buy $11.2 billion worth of Canadian securities, following $12.8 billion acquired in April. But a deeper dive into what they bought shows an overwhelming preference for federal government debt securities. These investments totaled $16.9 billion, including a record $11.8 billion investment in Government of Canada paper, which was offset by divestment of corporate paper holdings. Meanwhile, Canadian investors reduced their holdings of foreign securities by 2.8 million in May, flipping their position from April when they invested 2.4 billion. The biggest pullback in May was in US government debt, which at $5.6 billion was the largest divestment of these securities since April 2020. However, this was offset somewhat by investment in US corporate bonds and non-US foreign bonds. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters plus. Frustration as taxpayers still pursued by the CRA over COVID-related overpayments. What's behind Four Strong's foray into the Canadian ETF space? 
and owner advisors of a BC-based practice peel back the layers on their education and trust-based advice approach. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.